Welcome to the sports class with Justin and Jamal. Friday, February 23rd. Welcome to the sports class with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox. I'm joined by a guy who gets handsomer every time I see him. Justin Kelly, say hi to the people. JC, what's up? The pride of Glen Allen, the prince of Poipu, <laughs> the tenderoni in the tenderloin. He's back. <laughs> He's back from a southern sojourn. Nice to see you, pal. You're looking great. You're looking refreshed, recharged. Haven't seen you for a couple weeks. Here we are back in Little Owl Studios. Yeah, it's good to On see you. On a Friday. Mm-hmm. On a Friday. It's a nice way to punctuate the week, I'd it say. sure is. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good trip, and it's good to be back. I feel like it's been too long since we, uh, we've been... Since, here, we chop, since we chopped it up. Yeah, for sure. The masses the masses have an ornery waiting for it. <laughs> We're back, people. Yeah, man, it's good. I had a good trip down south to San Francisco. Um, family day weekend here last weekend, and I, and I took off on Thursday night and left my family behind. Not intentionally. Per- perfect but... family day weekend. <laughs> I was back in time for the actual holiday. But yeah, I had a great trip. Um, nice. Hung nice. out with some buddies. I'll tell you what, though. Getting there, the plane travel, plane travel's overrated. I remember oh. when I used to love flying places and there was like this kind of like mystique and it felt cool and, and like, ah, yeah. Now it's... Almost exciting. Yeah. It yeah. feels more like a chore now. Even mm. like these smaller flights and... Oh man, I had some some incidents that I'll I'll just briefly touch on. And this is why I feel this way. I hadn't flown in in a few months, and on the way down, I'm flying Victoria, Seattle, San Francisco. I'm supposed to get in San Francisco pretty late, uh, a little bit after eleven. So uh, we're boarding the the flight. Everything, sorry, everything's great from Victoria to Seattle. I actually happened to sit beside a lovely young lady in her like twenties or thirties who was going to denver to hang out with her her best friend for his 30th birthday they were gonna um they actually rented out uh fencing like oh god touche yeah like they rented out like a fencing situation they were gonna do like a whole spa thing like they yeah a whole bunch of stuff and she was just like rapping to me right away and i was just like oh man she's like really friendly you're a friendly guy i'm friendly i'm welcoming but we were chatting and she she's from hawaii she lives here but she grew up in Hawaii and Oahu, and she goes fencing in Denver. <laughs> yes. Wow, that's quite a. It's quite an interesting. Quite a life. triangulation. Yeah, yeah. But it was cool hanging out with someone kind of in the mix and like um, you know like I still think I'm 28, but I'm almost yeah. 44. Word up. So she was just telling me like what the kids get into. So she was telling me like what the nightlife spots are like in a Victoria. Few, in Victoria, a few like how little, and she's from Hawaii. Yeah, so her story is she grew up in Hawaii. Her parents were uh, worked for like an airline, I believe, and maybe she's a dual citizen. So she um, like you, yes. And her parents uh, now reside in Victoria. Like they, hmm. everybody kind of has settled here. She has one friend or one friend, one sister who is a track athlete at Tulane in New Orleans. Wow. And everybody else wow. uh, in the family resides in Victoria. The Tulane Green Waves, I believe. That's right. Yeah. yeah good call. Yeah. Like academic, you would never know, but it's a it's a pretty good academic school, even though it's in a party city. Mm. But uh, yeah, so she was rapping to me, and we had a great uh, trip down to Seattle. We went our separate ways, and then the trip to Seattle 
was a little more ornery. So I took to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. You stop in Seattle or you you fly straight from Victoria to SFO? Oh, sorry. Victoria to Seattle, maybe about an hour uh-huh. or so. We were a little bit behind leaving Victoria, so it actually like Typical condensed. Victoria. Yes, yeah. Condensed the trip um, there, so I couldn't really sit down and have like a real meal. I had like a dry turkey sandwich mm. or something from a grab and go mm. spot. Mm. And um, we're boarding the plane, and I'm kind of looking, and I'm like, "There's a there's this one person in particular who looks like they're a little off their game, little little uh, musty, mm. little." A little like, musty, a little, little clusty. Yeah, things are happening. Yeah. So we get on the plane, and we're you know taxiing, about to lift off, and then next thing you know, we're delayed. And then I've got my earbuds in, and I'm got a middle seat by the way, which is torturous. Whoa, yeah, torture Whoa. chamber. Whoa, middle seat, middle seat. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem with flying alone. I've been living the high life, flying with like uh, my wife and kids. Usually, I can at least get like a kid on yeah. one side so I can adjust, have more space to myself, some elbow room. But yeah. here I am like Nosferatu. You, you tuck the kids in the seats or do you put them in the overhead compartment? <laughs> Just give them an iPad and put them in the seats because I can stretch out. Usually one of them will end up sleeping on my shoulder. But oh, Middle seat's yeah. a tough ride. Middle seat is a tough ride. Yeah. So I had um, a gentleman who was really exerting his his uh, space mm. on one side and i had a lady had his who, hand on your thigh <laughs> <laughs> damn no damn well almost did but um anyway so we're like what's taking so long and then we get the uh, the speaker comes on and they're like well we have a the emt coming on for uh, uh someone's not feeling well and I'm, we're kind of looking around and we're Get like the fuck off the plane <laughs> we're like looking around we're like no one had been like you know audibly distressed sure so i was just kind of like what's happening and we look back the emt comes on and you know he's got a quick pace to him but he doesn't seem like it's a dire situation yeah so he goes back and there was a woman who was very intoxicated oh like Maybe high, like really high, like Dion Waiters high. I was going to say she took that Dion Waiters edible before she got on the plane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll get you. And um, she was just so disheveled, like mm. just like hair a mess. Like she looked like she didn't know where she was. Yikes. And they were walking and he was like, right, take it easy, T- take it easy, walking her off. So then we had to kind of like reset protocols and everything. And yeah. we're like looking and we're on our phones, me and the woman beside us. And the thing in San Francisco is, even though it is, it's like a cosmopolitan metropo- metropolis. The, Bart, well, the Bart stops running. The Bart at, stops running at midnight. Midnight, yeah. So when I was supposed to get in at eleven oh seven, and I'm thinking I'm taking Bart, it's like ten bucks to get mm-hmm. to my Airbnb. Mm-hmm. I look, and like the woman beside me is quicker than me. She shows me, and it's like we get in at midnight. So, Daddy's got to take an expensive ta- uh, taxi ride, or you know, Uber or whatever. Mm. So that already sours me. So I'm sitting in the middle seat. We had drunky poo get taken off. Yep. And now I know I've got to drop whatever in American dollars, the exchange rate, to get to the Airbnb. And my buddy's already <laughs> been there since like seven because he yep. flew up from L.A. Shout out to Joe. So not the best ride. Mm-hmm. But we, we, we you know take care of business. We get there. And then Joe, uh, as cool as ever, um, just waiting for me with a Guinness. So we have a couple of uh, Guinnesses and catch up and go to bed about two thirty. Nice. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, how long yeah. was the ride from, uh, SFO to said Airbnb? 
it wasn't that bad that time of night because the traffic wasn't too bad and we were kind of the southeast part of the city kind of if you're familiar with san francisco kind of i don't want to say excelsior but like almost a mission uh district but uh glen park if you're familiar that's the closest uh bart station there but we uh i'd say 15 minutes oh maybe a little bit more it felt brief yeah. Well, then it wasn't the big gouge that you were expecting, the big... No. Yeah. But, and God bless the lady who drove me. I ended up getting a taxi because I just didn't even want to mess with the Uber because yeah. everybody... Old because, school. Because no one could ride Old the school. BART, so it was chaos once you got out there. And the woman who was driving me didn't speak English, so I actually had to type in the address, and we were kind of miming nice. directions. And then I got to the spot, and... It was kind of hard to distinguish because I'd never been there. So she had like her light. She was helping me get into the the nice. Airbnb. So nice. It was. She got a nice nice tip. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. Ah, you came into some money. You'll be fine. <laughs> but it was great, man. It was great being oh, with yeah. SF. Like oh. peak nostalgia. Joe and I walked around. I put some uh, photos on my personal Instagram. Maybe I'll share some on the pods. But you were looking forward. You mentioned to me. I can't remember if it was off or on mic. But you were looking forward to. The nostalgia of it all. You spent four years living there. Obviously, you have a connection to the place. If you listen, if you've listened to the gloss, you know that. And if you have listened to the gloss, as always, we thank you immensely. So you're looking forward to that nostalgia, and, and you scratched that itch, and you got that. You had some of those moments of a uh, of days gone by when yeah. you, when you were 28. <laughs> For real, yeah. I lived there from 07 until 2011. I hadn't been back since my buddy Pat's wedding, which was 2018. So roughly like six years. And, you know, some things change, some things uh, stay the same, right? And it was cool just walking around and seeing some of the old haunts are still there. A lot of the dive bars, a lot of the places you wouldn't expect to make it through COVID era. And, you know, San Francisco's booming tech industry, a lot of uh, Mm -hmm. gentrification. We kind of hung out through the mission. And mission, traditionally a Latino neighborhood, has seen, like I said, some gentrification and seen some people get pushed out, unfortunately. But it's a minority majority kind of uh, enclave in town. And it was cool just to see like they were still just warm, welcoming, um, smiling, like Latino folks, Asian folks um, felt good, like hearing a lot of like Spanish and like having some tacos at a spot and like hearing some campesino music and like all kinds of stuff. So it was it was cool. It was it was good. San Francisco has North America's largest Asian, in this case, Asian American population. So obviously yeah. a huge influx of people there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oh, this is great. Uh, can we briefly just touch on, as you would say, briefly, uh, <laughs> dive bars. Oh, my God. Only yeah. exists in America now. <laughs> I really, I mean, I, I mean, they don't exist here on the southern tip of Vancouver Island. So did we get some nice oh, dive yeah. bar action? You sent me a couple of shots and God, it looked glorious. I saw some popcorn just to keep the salt levels up to keep you thirsty yes some interesting kind of lighting and some chairs that looked both comfortable and painful at the same time <laughs> give me just a taste of some dive bar scenes you and your pals went to oh yeah we did there was like, three of you rolling deep four it was four of us so i had uh joe pat and andrew made it over from uh from oakland from the east bay and we were uh out on the town east bay funk dunk that's right that's right so uh, let's see. Friday, we hit a bunch of, of of bars, a bunch of dive bars. We started off at the, uh, El Rio, which El Rio is great, man. It's one of our favorite haunts. They got um, shuffleboard there. It's a lesbian bar, but in San Francisco, it's kind of just like, this is a dive bar. 
Like, like I don't care that the guy serving us is is in drag. Like, it's all yeah. good. Like, nobody cares. Like, it's no. it's just so just whatever vibe. Love it. Love it. So we walk up to the place, and it was pretty funny. Like the the sign out front is like free oysters because it's happy hour. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't know. It's gonna be a big night of drinking. So I yeah. I'm let's, gonna let's not do away. dive bar oysters. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna shy away. But you would be surprised. There were lots of people queuing up for those those oysters. Wow. Yeah. But we we were there. We had a couple of uh, like really um, salty margaritas few other drinks sure um on my trip i kept taking pictures of dive bar bathrooms mm. um i know some victoria folks will know uh what's the burrito spot this kind of like new hip burrito spot here they have like a bathroom that they have a mirror in where people take photos okay i'm not familiar i'm not hip enough yeah i'll it'll come to me later but there's this kind of like this whole kind of dive bar like bathroom scene or whatever so i just go and always there's always funny graffiti yeah I like that. so I took a bunch of photos. Maybe I'll post them later, but I was just kind of taking photos, hanging out. We had a good scene. We were sitting outside under Ugh. like the heat lamps. Oh, temp was nice. Temp was nice. It was pretty good. It was like, mm, eh, low teens Celsius, I'd say. Perfect. Yeah. Pretty good for a night. Just layer up and just get it on. So we were El Rio. We went to a rock bar after that. And this bar was really interesting because they had a mini golf set up. They were on the, on a corner. Yeah. And they had a mini golf set up. Just like had That's a carpet. Fun. That's had, fun. So we were playing mini golf and like sipping our pints. Fun. Yeah. So it's nice. fun. I like activities when I'm out drinking. Yeah, yeah. Right? We gotta do something. We can't just sit there. Yeah. 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 Pool, like yeah. mini golf, uh, shuffleboard. We're sportsmen, goddammit. <laughs> Darts, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we were hitting a bunch of different haunts. At one at one point, uh Pat made his way home. We hit up uh this other bar, uh Cuckoo. I think it's the Royal Cuckoo it's called. Mm. Um, mm. We had gone to the Knockout before, which is another spot. Just not dropping all these dive bar names sure. on you. Sure. But the Knockout had like a disco night, so people were dancing. We were kind of chilling there, watching. And then Cuckoo had like live jazz singer and stuff. So all kinds of things going on. I consumed a lot, a lot of alcohol and paid for it the next day. But it this was really fun. Friday or Saturday? Friday. Friday. Yeah. So Friday also. I'll just transition in, into this. Saturday, I. We had preemptively, me and Pat, booked tennis at 10.30 in the morning. Mm. Ambitious. Yeah. But you wanted to get that sweat in. You want to sweat it out the toxins. You knew there was going to be some caloric intake on the Friday night. That's yes. Gonna, that how, that's how it goes yeah. in one of North America's great cities. You yes. want to eat. You want to drink. You want to enjoy the frivolity. Yeah. So you harden, You are being a hardo, and you're like, I'm going to book this tennis because I'm going to sweat out the toxins. I'm going to earn my I'm going to earn my dinner. Exactly. A little bit of exercise on vacation. It's like uh, eating your, your vegetables, going to the museum on yeah. a vacation. You know, you kind of like... Feel good. Some, yeah, getting some things back on track. Go on. Meanwhile, I wake up and I've got one of the all-time hangovers. This is on my Mount Rushmore. This is my pantheon of hangovers <laughs> lifetime. When did you shut it down on the Friday? What time do you guys get back to the Airbnb and get horizontal? Probably went to bed at one thirty. This is how bad it was. I was it's drinking. Not super late. No, but I was. It was a sustained period late of drinking. Enough. Yeah, for old heads I'm like with me. You. So with you. sustained period of drinking. I mixed in waters throughout, but it just no catch ya. Couldn't compete, especially at our advanced age. Yeah, I had I I uh, sent out the back signal. We had ordered burritos. Mm. You're gonna love this. Mm. Got burritos before the burrito arrived. Got a little queso. 
Well, I didn't because I was passed out. No, <laughs> oh, you you took a snooze. The burritos, I think, arrived within 20 minutes, and I was done. Yeah. I was in bed. Oh, man. So the next morning, I get Oh, up. you ordered burritos back to the house. Right, yeah, because we got uh, back. Ah, happens like, to oh, the yeah. best of us. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. So the next morning, Pat's got this really sweet setup. This uh, He's fortunate enough to have this like, awesome membership to a, a nice club, mm. and he's going to pick me up. We're going to go play uh, tennis. I wake up. This is Pat, the local. Yes, Pat is is local. Yeah, he, he lives. Uh, yeah, he lives really close to where we were staying. So, I wake up and I'm like, I don't, I don't think this is gonna happen. Come on. So I text him. I'm, I'm throwing up, and I'm just like texting him. You, sorry, you're, you're. Oh yeah, you're. It's. Oh, you're going. Uh, it's over an all time hangover. Wow, it is in the pantheon of top five. Yeah, the but Mount I, Rushmore. I, I'm probably more quick to to get sick post a long drinking night than most mm. I, I'm th- i've got a, a weak stomach mm. as it as it were mm. so go on you've got my attention on this i was mick I was, I was i was the pendulum was swinging back between liquor and and, and beer and i think it got me never been it was not in the clear yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the next day i'm texting good like, for you i'm like dude good for you i guess i'm like dude i i don't think i can do this i don't think i can do it he's like yeah, there's a cancellation fee i was like all right i'll, I'll try to boot and rally so trying to get it together, I got all my gear, he picks mm-hmm. me up, I'm the wrong shade, like <laughs> yeah. we just go there and I'm just like, all right, let's get going. Good so we you. play and it's awful. Sure it is. It's torture. Sure. These lights are too bright. Yeah. You were, were inside or outside? Indoor. Uh, yeah, it was pouring outside rain outside. Outside would have been better. Yeah. But but Fair. yeah, it would have been better if, if the conditions allowed. Yes. Especially since I had to throw up halfway through it. <laughs> That's right. So I left. Oh God! But this I Jamal, this is kind of this is kind of endearing, man. I'm yeah. coming. I'm into this. Yeah. So I I threw up almost as many times as the, as many games I won in the set. <laughs> so Pat took me down bed, got back to the crib, this is good, and man. just got back in bed. You just climbed right back in the got sack. In, I got back in bed. Back on the rack. Yeah. Showered. Tried to take some Gatorades down. Couldn't keep anything down for hours on end. Wow. Yeah. It was good, brutal. Good for you. Yeah. It I mean, was, in that moment, not good for you. But overall, I, I say from the outside looking in on a hangover, good for you. You would think that like someone who has this level of, of uh, experience in that, that realm of, mm-hmm. of going out would, would have been more suited, like better, more adept to handle the conditions. But... Nope. But, but let's be clear, it doesn't get easier as you get older. Just no. because you're a, more of a wily vet and more cagey in your moves, it, the bite the, the bite the next day is harder than ever every year that passes. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's I think I think that's relatable to the audience. Oh yeah. Certainly relatable to me. Humbling. Yes, it is humbling. <laughs> yeah, it is. Feeling good about yourself? Yeah. Try a half day of self-loathing. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's to the point, like, you know, like, when you're, like, 28 or whatever, 25. I used to, I when I was in, just in college or just after college, I used to love the hangover. I embraced <laughs> the hangover. I marinated in the hangover. Yeah. I earned it. I deserved it. And I, like, I kind of wanted it. Yeah. And then now I just don't. I just don't. I'm avoiding it like the plague. It was one of those things where it's like, it was like a coming through the tunnel like seeing the light in the tunnel it was like an epiphany epiphany 
Like I was you saw like, the light. You like saw I was the like, light. It's like it's like you're you're when you're sitting there just self-loathing and like the um, fetal position so in funny, bed man. like middle of so the day funny. with all the blinds shut and you're on vacation and yeah. you're just like hating yourself and you're just thinking like, oh my god, yeah, I gotta stop doing this to myself. I'm gonna get back. I'm gonna start making better choices in my life. Yeah. You know what? I need to call my parents more. You know, you're just going through oh. all this shit. Oh man, that's so relatable and so yeah. endearing. That's so funny, JC. I yeah. love that. We've all been there. Oh, yeah. I should be outside enjoying myself, hanging out with my pals, walking around San Francisco. No, no. I'm in bed trying to get my poop in a group. <laughs> I know when you're like sitting there and like you're just like you're getting up you're like I got this I got this go down eat a banana like just couldn't keep anything down for hours so it's to the point so funny so funny JC I love it man this is good stuff (laughs) fast forward yeah so I won't gross out the uh, the listeners anymore but tell me you got back on the horse that I did I got back then god damn yeah the burrito that I purchased the night before breakfast hadn't eaten I I took it down and we were ready to go. We were ready to go. So we got back in the mix. And that was the, the photo I sent you. It was actually from a place called St. Mary's Pub, mm. which has a little bit of history. It was really close to where we were staying. We were staying in this area on College Terrace. Get this. St. Mary's, the fighting Australians. Yes. Used yes. to be based. The school was based in the, like South the San Francisco. Wow. But they relocated to the suburbs in the East Bay. So that whole area is kind of like that kind of Spanish style tile roofs, um, and there's like it's set up in this kind of way that looks like a campus. And then there's this pub that's been there since 1933. Cool. Those are the photos I sent you of the the place. It was all red. They had yes. pinball yeah. and yeah. pool. So we were just um, holed up there, like in the in a corner booth, just uh, kind of uh, licking our wounds and having a good time and. Just listen to the jukebox and amazing, have a good time. amazing. Yeah, the home of the fighting Australians, as you mentioned. Perfect. That's from right. you. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that was I a little bit that. of history there. That's cool. But overall, I just want to say it was it was a great trip. I got to meet my uh, my buddy Joe's uh, partner. She came up as well, Stephanie. Shout out to Steph. She is awesome, and it's really cool. I always love when I can meet a friends partner, and you like they live up to the hype, and you like we hit it off. Yeah. Sucks when they don't. No. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> exactly. I was saying no, like when they, when it doesn't work, but yes, yeah. it sucks when they, uh, that doesn't. When they're, when they are a dud. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So shout out to Stephanie. Yeah, she was great. Steph was awesome. I think... Did she listen to the pod? Did you drop, did you drop some pod bombs? Did you put some new, those new fresh printed sports gloss stickers <laughs> in some of the aforementioned bathrooms or you slap a couple around you a couple spread times are I you dropped spreading the some, gospel I, I dropped a little yeah right what do you do well, well my day job is x but what i my passion my passion yeah, yeah my passion what project. i really think about but yeah so it was good and it was just a great trip overall like awesome pal peak nostalgia like i said and just seeing friends that like kind of going through different things I hadn't seen them in, in years and still having that instantaneous connection and that bond that's the best is beautiful that's so the best. i took that with me and that and that was great amazing yeah amazing good on you i'm glad you had a nice time yeah thanks man nice, um, to, nice to get a nice to go away take a break especially on family day weekend i'm sure you had a wonderful time it sounds like you did and then you come back you're rejuvenated you're recharged you're feeling you're feeling you know ready to get back into the uh the daily grind of work and play and parenting and the rest of the rest of it you need that you got to recharge the bats 
Yeah. Sometimes a midday nap with the blind shut <laughs> in a sort of exotic locale is what the doctor ordered. <laughs> Whether you want it or not. Whether you want it or not. <laughs> couldn't do that at home. You couldn't do that at home. No. Take two of these to call me in the morning for sure. And yeah, it was good. It was restorative. I've come back home and have have been energetic all week. It was it was quite a week. Yeah, you're but peppy. You're peppy tonight. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I've talked to you off before this, so you know. But what about you? Like, how was your your family day weekend? You got away as well. I did. Yeah, I did. No, I I I went away with my family. I did the <laughs> I did the obvious thing. No, um, no, we just went up to uh, Black Creek, three hours north of where we're uh, where we're currently sitting, and. Had a nice time and sort of yeah, sort of juxtaposed what you were doing. I was sort of in the in a rural environment, a place that's also near and dear, and uh, yeah, just hung out, took it easy, slowed down, put the phone away. Um, you know, we're looking for crabs. We're walking on the beach. We're nice. just just chilling in the homelands. We didn't see anybody. We didn't. We didn't even, now that I think about it, we didn't go into the two, both north and south, there are two larger adjacent communities where they have, you know, all the things that we need. We didn't do, go in either of those places. We just kept it, kept it right in the Lord's Hamlet, right in Black Creek there. And just, um, just so, oh, uh, we had some nice, you know, like this, we had, we had some wonderful fires. There was some moments there where I had two fires going. Okay. The same, an indoor fire and an outdoor fire. The wood stove keeping things warm it was cold the first day we got up there. So I had an indoor fire and an outdoor fire just rolling. And yes, I, I if you've listened to the pod, you listen to episode 10, 11, I did go to fire school. And yeah, I am. I went because I'm a bit of a pyromaniac. <laughs> so so um, I just had these two fires just percolating at a nice level for for a couple of nights and that was wonderful and and me and my kids we roasted we did some hot dogs and some smokies and some sausages as the fighting australians would call them we did some snaggers and um <laughs> then marshmallows for dessert on the fire and we're working the coals we're talking fire safety all that kind of good you know sort of uh rural slash camping kind of lifestyle it was great it was great man. had a nice time that's awesome. Just disconnect and, and hang out with the family. And, and like you, I've come back kind of recharged and refreshed from just getting away from the everyday. It wasn't as exciting as yours, but it was restorative. Uh, and you know what I do in Black Creek? That's when I get down on the Netflix. It's the oh, only yeah. time I get down on the Netflix with that fire stick. Shout out to my father-in-law. And uh, you know what? Um, the only thing that I watched on Netflix was Netflix was the only thing I watched, JC. Alone? No. Better. Johnny Menzel. Uh, no, better, that? better. Breakpoint. Oh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, so we watched the last, whatever it is, season yeah. three. We watched all the eps, my partner and I, every night after the kids went down. We worked our way through the eps. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. And actually, I was thinking of you a couple of times because things that we talked about on the pod came up in the course of the season and these episodes. So it was kind of funny to listen to some of the things that we talked about, you know, and, and now we sort of have the be behind the scenes view of it as Sabalenka wins yes. the U S open, right. Which was kind of cool to see her uh, behind the scenes. 
big foe, our guy, big foe, some of the, you know, these docs are cool. Cause you get to see the behind the scenes stuff. So yeah, it was really neat. So worked our way through that season and, um, yeah, man, really enjoyed it. Nice. Big foe FaceTime 99% of his day, apparently from by his, uh, his beautiful partner just saying he's just constantly FaceTiming people. Did yeah. you catch that? he was facetiming a lot in the dock is that like later her? like she like this is a, a maybe like a different situation where she was like talking um to taylor fritz's partner mm-hmm. and she was like oh like you know there's a lot of downtime like what does he do and he's like he's she just he just facetimes people Crazy. like he's just constantly talking to people and he's a big nba yeah fan like he's yeah. always going to nba yeah, games he and he's uh, yeah. often too wearing like um he's He's pals with some NBA guys, Bradley some WWME guys. He's always wearing like NBA gear when he's working out, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. He's on like his um, practice courts often. He's just wearing like a yeah. Beal jersey or yeah. like he was wearing I, yeah. an um, Asia Asia Wilson jersey from yes. the, from the uh, Las Vegas Aces, right? Vegas Aces. Nice. Yeah. No, that's really cool. You uh, you watch. I was curious. The people wanted to know what you were gonna intake as far as Netflix goes. That so was it. it that was the only thing I really got into. Nice, nice. Had the fire rolling and a little bit of break point. Anyway, nice to get away. Nice to come back, JC, as I'm sure it was for you. So, no, it was great. Full moon tonight out there, by the way. If if you've been having trouble sleeping this week, it's because there's a full moon. Didn't know that. Yeah. I have been having a little trouble. Yeah, it's a little bit of a full moon. Shout out to Michael Jackson. No, Michael J. Fox in uh, Teen Wolf when that full moon comes out. Best basketball movie ever? Best basketball scene ever? Question mark? (laughs) Dunking on fools like (laughs) Teen Wolf. (laughs) Exactly. He should be in the dunk contest. We're talking about that. He would have won. He would have won. If someone would have taken a run at that, I would have voted for him. <laughs> Look out, back. Maybe next year. Oh. MJ, come after you. Different kind of MJ. Want to do Q&A? Let's do Q&A. I got a sponsor for us. What's the, spo- <laughs> What's the sponsor? Q&A with J&J brought to you. Bye. Curbside Furniture. Mm. It is not a furniture dealer named Curbside Furniture. I'm referring to... Hey, we're moving. I need to get rid of this furniture. I'm just going to jettison it. Just put it out of the curb. Some UVic student's going to come by and think, hey. Grab it. A couch has been out in the rain. We can we can get it. It's a bit musty. It'll dry. Good. It'll dry. You know, driving by, driving down Shelburne, and you just see like, hey, look at that. It's a nice dresser. I think I could, I could make that. I could repurpose it. Put a, a coat of lacquer on that. <laughs> That could be the, I need a little woodworking project. <laughs> I got time for that. But uh, you and I both have seen a lot of uh, furniture on the curb lately, and it's just kind of caught my attention. So sometimes even at bus depots, I've seen some furniture. Uh, Only gets worse worse as the weather warms, too, Jamal. Oh, yeah. We're going to see more. Are you guilty of that? Do you ever put out... Do you go... Th- you, when you do a little spring cleaning or a little garage cleaning or a little... Other place cleaning? You ever put anything out there? Going through the kids' old stuff? Oh, yeah. I have a shoot a few things. Especially even here, like living on a corner. Like sometimes I've put shoes out. That's not furniture. But I've put I've put random yeah. items that we've yeah. kind of downsized. And like we're probably not going to recoup any funds out of this. So you know what? One man's junk, another man's treasure. Pay Let's, it forward. Yeah, pay it forward. I put a small outdoor swimming pool on my corner the other day. Like a child swimming pool? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How long did it gone. take? It's she gone. She gone. <laughs> I'm sure somebody loved it. Yeah.
is looking forward to lounging in uh, that, whether it be child or adult. Oh, that's <laughs> that's the thing. It'd be great for one large adult. But I, I got, I got, a, I found, I sort of came into a, also freebie. I came into an upgrade, a bigger pool. So I, as you said, I jettisoned the smaller one. I hope it finds a good home. There you go. When that heat dome comes in July, mm, somebody it's be, coming. Oh, it's coming this year. Somebody will be sitting there just yeah. sipping a cold one. Uh, like, I'm glad I found that in that corner. But yeah, that was the uh, the sponsor. But you got the the, the question. Oh yeah, I for do us. have a question, and it, it's been a long A block, but I think it's worth talking about as this is the we're nearing the end of February. And my question is to you, and I ask this question um, very respectfully and and absolutely uh, insert whatever other language you want about about this month. But again, as a black person, how do you feel about? Black History Month in the month yeah. of February. Like, does it, I guess what I'm getting at, does it mean something to you? Does it mean nothing to you? Does it mean, like, does it, does it, is it actually serving a purpose, purpose or is it lip service? You tell me, um, you know, in a sporting context, just to bring it full circle, you see all these teams in different leagues trying to add, um, sort of putting some details to it with some jerseys or yeah. some sort of heritage nights in different cities. So my question, JC, does Black History Month do anything for you? Again, I say with the utmost respect. No, no, I appreciate it. It's a great question. It you know, it does. There's some duality to it. I think there is some corporate lip service where, like you said, there are this kind of, I mean, often any sort of holiday or something that needs to be memorialized, corporate entities will take that opportunity to acknowledge it. They mm-hmm. want to, you know, be stay woke, stay mm-hmm. in the conversation, show that they have that awareness there and sell a little merch exactly like oh look at these cool new like you know unique jerseys or shoes or whatever it is sorry that was just the obvious example you're spot on though for sure yeah we love a a special jersey it's like hey there's an outdoor game yeah i want that jersey totally but to that yes there is some of that where it's corporate lip service and a lot of noise and i just kind of filter that out and i'm just kind of like whatever it is what it is that's just the way we are now like it's just capitalism drives everything and it's a bit of like consumerism and sure. like i said that um businesses feel like they have to do something or else if they don't then they're at fault so yeah there's some of that where it gets watered down but there is a lot of it for me that it does resonate and i will say like genuinely there typically every black history month every year i do kind of learn something a little bit new whether it's like a historical factoid or about a figure that's contributed to um, you know, history and in, in, in a really uh, beneficial way or something that I just wasn't aware of. And, you know, what's been cool is being a parent and seeing some of this stuff through our, our kids' eyes and that that lens always kind of reinvigorates me and kind of gets me excited about mm-hmm. things that I might be a little bit lazy about or sure. just kind of like desensitized to. Sure. So that actually came up in conversation recently because Dante was doing some schoolwork and he kind of just asked me about like some uh, musicians they learned about kind of in and around Black History Month at school. And his name, his middle name is Hendrix because I'm a big Jimi Hendrix fan. Cool. So, you know, that was fully intentional, obviously. So um, we've made reference to it, but I think he's starting to get to that age now where it's become, you know, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, like 
starting to develop a personality and an identity and kind of wondering about these different things and then learning about things. And then you can kind of see it coming through. You probably can with your kids too. They come home and like maybe sometimes my kids are reluctant often to tell me what's going on at school, but if something they're excited about, they will share it. Sure. And we got into this whole thing after dinner the other day and he was just like, Oh yeah. Like we were talking about these people. So we started kind of this YouTube journey of like watching a few like live shows for some like past heroes and things like that. And we got to Jimi Hendrix. And for me, part of the Jimi Hendrix experience, pun intended, is that like Jimi Hendrix is like kind of bigger than life figure. And just like visually, obviously the audio jumps off like pioneer doing what he did with Mm -hmm. guitar and everything. Mm -hmm. But then also like visually just that time, how he looked tall guy, you know, got that whole look, the big Afro, the like flamboyant clothes. Yeah. So we like actually like watched and like watched him play a few songs and Dante was kind of grooving to it and then it kind of begat other conversations about other artists that he had heard about, you know, so. You went down a little rabbit hole. Yeah, just like a little bit like. That's that's the good stuff. Yeah. For me, there's a connection directly with Jimi Hendrix and Prince because my dad, big Prince fan, I listened to a lot of Prince on vinyl as a kid and it's still something I really hold uh, really near and dear and then like also that this guitar yes virtuosity for sure. both of them right so we start looking at a little bit of prince also like very like flamboyant yeah you know yeah so we were like looking at some print stuff and just kind of as wild and i think too like not to get too deep in here but i think there is kind of a, a like model or like a stereotype with a lot of like black musicians and obviously like hip-hop is at the forefront sure. r&b we just like saw usher at the super bowl recently want to talk about it yeah <laughs> so then you see these guys who are kind of these outliers totally. and it's really cool and you realize Maybe, yep. the whole kind of spectrum of blackness right so Ooh, so yeah good line thank you so yes the answer is i think you sort through all that noise, you kind of cherry pick for those details and those things that actually have value and bring value and continue to enrich the culture and people learn about and educate and are like positive bastions of blackness, if you will. So mm. this month is an opportunity and I think it is a good thing. Cool. Love that story. That's great. That's good stuff. So that brings to the second part of my question. So I've been going around all month saying uh, happy Black History Month. Can I can carry? Can I? Can, <laughs> it's like Happy New Year, yeah. right? Can I can I carry on till the end of the month, or should I? <laughs> should I stop? Should I stop? No, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. It's a leap year. You got an extra day oh, to do that, it. I got that extra Thursday, the 29th. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay. I'll do it then. <laughs> Jokes. No, I love it. That's good. <laughs> Let's take a break. Welcome back to Sports Class, Justin Jamal. We've been away for a little bit, so we didn't get to talk Super Bowl, but it was quite a game. We thought it was going to be one, and it was. I told you not to doubt 15. Yeah. And if you did, you were right. You came out on the bottom. Shout out to Betstamp. That's right. Kansas City takes it in overtime. It was a gem of a game. Yeah, let's circle back on this. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about this. We haven't really talked about this on air yet so let's talk about it that first half of that super bowl was an absolute dud what a stinker 310 at half no no flow no flow no it was awful 
There's no, wasn't a lot to grab you there in the first half. Let's work uh, alphabetically or numerically. Let's get to the halftime show. Let's talk Usher. Yeah, Usher was the only thing that got things going. Like you said, like a woman in menopause, no flow. <laughs> but Usher got us going. <laughs> I think Usher got some people flowing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of both sexes. I think people bought roller skates after that oh, performance. Look, the chutzpah, the co-jones, the, uh, the bravery. <laughs> Of Usher to throw on the rollerblades, the yeah. roller skates, as yeah. you said, and work that into his set was was sheer bravery. Oh, yeah. So many things could have gone wrong. Oh, imagine if he hits a rock or loses. <laughs> he didn't look like like a pure, like, a, like he's done a ton of skating. He looked comfortable, but I mean, stuff can happen. You're opening the door to calamity. No one looks sexy when they accidentally do the splits. Oh, yeah. No one looks sexy when they bail on their chin. Even Usher. <laughs> exactly. Even old sexy Usher. <laughs> Were you happy with the playlist? We talked about this before. Now, there's I've heard a smattering of, of uh, both sides of the aisle on this. I thought that I thought Usher at halftime was really good. Yeah. I thought it was really good. Good energy. Now, you remember what I said? I wanted to hear You Don't Have to Call. That was the song that I wanted. That was my number one in episode 45. That's right. And he pulled it out. Usher, he heard my my silent prayers and he answered. <laughs> and he answered. I love the playlist. I like the set. I love the roller skates, as we talked about. I thought it was really good. Had some uh, decent cameos with Alicia Keys, kind of like bringing the, the tempo down a little bit. Had Ludacris in there. Yeah. Had a member of the Lollipop Guild who, I guess, was Jermaine Dupri come out. Yeah. Nice to see uh, Jermaine Dupri, his longtime producer with those weird pants in case the floods are rising. He really leaned into like the Willy Wonka looking movie, a little, Looking a little Gnarls Barkley-esque. Yes. That's a good call. Yeah. I didn't think about that. That's yeah. a good call. Yeah. I like that. I like Jermaine Dupri. I like that album, 1302, 1304. I, I, was, I was thoroughly entertained by Usher at halftime. I thought it was, I'm not saying it's the best ever, but very, very happy with it. Yeah. And another thing, before we move into the second half and things picked up, we, we have to talk about all the hype around Kelsey, obviously, like Taylor Swift's there with like Blake Lively, who looked stunning, by the way. Like, nice to see you. And then um, yeah. Lana DeRay and like all of her, her peeps. And there were a lot of, I don't know if we we passed the over under on the shots of Taylor and her crew, yeah, but CBS was working that angle. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, but the big thing Blake was Lively was there. I guess they are real friends, hey? Yeah, it looks like they're real friends, and and she looks like she's getting a tan, got the blowout hair, looks great. Uh huh. Um, no wedding ring. She's Ryan Reynolds' partner. That's right? right. Hey. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Just, a, just an observation. Yeah. Just an observation. <laughs> you go shoot your shot? Just an observation. <laughs> You're like, hey, I know you live in Vancouver sometime, but what about Victoria? <laughs> you, li- you like BC, boys? <laughs> Is that your type? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. The big thing I was going to mention in the first half, if you recall, Travis Kelsey was upset he had one catch for a yard and yeah. he like basically like chest bumped a little uh, bit of contact Andy Reid uh-huh and i already was kind of looking and i was thinking all right if they lose this game this is the top headline here like could be a moment kelsey maybe has a subpar game to end and then you know he yeah he uh bumps his coach that's a bad look but 
Um, instead, he is like nine for 92 or something like that. Also, can we just talk about think, yeah. one thing I, I think I just kept texting you about because your worst fears were realized when Dre Greenlaw, oh! Dre Greenlaw stud uh, linebacker for go, San Francisco, go. is about to go onto the field, transitioning out of like a punt or a kickoff or something. He's amped. You know, he's bouncing on the sideline. He jumps, takes like one or two steps. Single tier. And you could, through the freaking TV, you could hear the Achilles pop. And curl like a, like a, what's, like fruit by the foot. (laughs) Exactly. If you remember, if you remember a candy from your lunches in your, in your childhood. Oh yeah, for sure. I went to uh, my chiropractor, one of our our favorite uh, people uh, this week. Shout out to her, yep. And she was watching the game, and we were talking about it, and she said, you know what? I was watching with a bunch of other people within the medical profession, and yes. we all Physios. immediately were diagnosing it. We were like, yeah, of course. he's done, yeah. Achilles. And like she said, <sighs> they just kept ruminating on it for the next you know, How could they not? 15 minutes or what have oh, you. Oh, man, it was gross. It, it was, was gross. It was and awful. it was that same movement like that started the year. Think back to the start of the NFL season when Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. It was that same Great kind of, of – of play of movement that we all do during our day multiple times with different levels of ferocity and force. But that's a, that's a movement that we all make. There's nothing crazy there. That's not a, that's not a football move. That's a living your life move. Oh yeah. Like you said, you could step off a curb. You could like go up the stairs in your house, whatever you could it be is. Taking a piece of furniture to the corner. <laughs> you snapped that puppy like it, but that's all it was. I know it was just a step forward, and he slipped a bit. He was on grass, oh, so we can't yeah. blame turf. You yeah. don't want to, yeah. But and uh, oh man, he felt done. bad, and he's a key cog in their defense. One of their better defensive players, <coughs> first or second on the team in tackles, and that was yeah, that was like second quarter, right? Yep. So that was a huge Damn. impact too. Man. But we get into the second half, and things start to ramp up and making plays. Uh, McCaffrey's oh, doing work. He is 80 uh, on the ground, 80 and through the air. Like uh, Pat Holmes throws a, a pick at some point in the game, I know. And we're kind of like, this isn't vintage Mahomes. This is kind of ugly. And then just things start to like happen and work. We get to overtime, and this is what I want to talk about because mm-hmm. this has been the big controversial thing. Mm-hmm. San Francisco wins the toss. They elect to get the ball. There right. was some discussion afterwards where right. the guys yeah, said they didn't do prep before and didn't know the rules because the rules are changed for the um, recently changed exactly for this game and you know people were like and it's funny because we watch i watch we watch a lot of college ball we michigan alabama prime example yeah you know we, we were what happens in ot we don't know we we're watching the game and we're thinking uh michigan's going first you kind of set the pace like yeah. you want to score a touchdown yeah you yeah. know yeah because the other team then knows what they need to what do they have to exactly yeah so San Francisco, they have a couple of bit snafus there. Probably could have. I think they had like a bad third down. Maybe could have kept things rolling, but they end up kicking a field goal. Mm-hmm. Jake so Moody, shout out to Jake Moody. Go on. And he did well. Yep, he did miss an extra point. He did. Could've. But there's a, there's something there. Go on. But then you're giving Mahomes the ball, and he's got time, and he knows what he has to do, and he goes out, and he always does it, and he does it touchdown they win 25 22 he ends up with like 330 something yards passing mysteriously kelsey ends up with a game like a a great game too he's singing uh viva las vegas and like taylor's looking at him like this is my guy question mark yeah you could see that too hey yeah there's all these real love though it's real love but 
moving forward, just kind of think about things. Um, should have been singing Usher. Should have been singing Usher. But we'll just focus on, like, the football stuff. Like, what's the legacy here? So we talked about before the game, like, He's this a Hall is, of Famer. Patty Mahomes, Mahomes Hall, uh, third one. Yeah. I mean, he's only 28. He's got three rings. He, you know, coming out of Texas Tech, he wasn't a much ballyhooed prospect. Like, you know, he wasn't, you know, the absolute apple of these NFL teams' eyes. And to me right now in our lifetime, Jamal, for me, he's he's behind Tom Brady, but only just barely only just barely and if we're being honest he's a much better athlete he throws the ball better yes it'll be interesting to see what he does over this next span of his career he's still really young though like yeah he's he's a hall of famer he's you know 50 million a year yes and he's just just barely below tommy b in my you know the best quarterbacks that i see you think if he walked away tomorrow he's a hall of famer yes I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say he might have been a Hall of Famer even before two Sundays ago. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Does this change the conversation we had a few weeks ago about uh, Gronk and, and uh, Kelsey? He had, a, he had a great game, good playoff run. Does he move up in your – is there any recency I, bias for I, you? I, yeah. I'm leaning – like I said a couple weeks ago, I'm leaning Gronk. I think Gronk is right there. Yeah. He's, he's top two, maybe top three. If he has another – I don't think he's going to play too much longer, but – Man, he's clutch. Like earlier this yeah. year, you're watching the Chiefs. He was he was slow off the line as we all are um, as we get older, and you on Saturday morning. But <laughs> the uh, man, as the games counted more, and he was more and more focused. I mean, one of the games he caught all eleven times he was targeted. Like he's and yeah. obviously him and Mahomes are connected. Like oh yeah, an all time the telepathy is real, right? So oh, yeah, like yeah, he's he's right there for me as mentioned with Gronk and Antonio Gates and Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez, yeah. Go Bears. Like, but th- yeah, that's the list for me. No, I agree. You see him find those little pockets of space. That's uh, yeah, smart, smart player. Think about basketball. We're always talking about basketball, and we have that kind of mind frame. Like you know, when you're up against a Jim Beheim two three zone, you got to find those little yeah. corners and angles and like little pockets to sure. get your uh, get the ball moving. Sure. And, and Kelsey, even though he might have lost a step, he still finds a way. Still finds a way. He what was a- in. I saw it today. He was in Sydney, Australia, on the uh, on yeah. Taylor's tour, supporting his his favorite gal. Let's just take a moment for the just briefly, like how how cool is that gotta be? Like you win another Super Bowl and then like That's a you're, nice life, you're in eh? your off season, not a care in the world, and then you could just jump to Australia. I guess is it summertime there? Maybe end of sure, summer. Sure, yeah, good. Sure. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And then, you know, just be with your boo yeah. and she's top of her game, yeah. like rolling around. How how awesome is that? Yeah, that's a nice life, eh? It's pretty cool. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. It's not- <laughs> uh, so, Kansas City, I want to ask you this. We were talking about Mahomes, and I think something that makes him so elite is, you know, people early on, we talked about this before, they're thinking Tyreek Hill makes him better, Kelsey makes him better. He didn't. He hasn't had Hill. He's won two Super Bowls now without Tyreek Hill, who's like electric, one of the best receivers in the game. The cheetah. That's right. Apt name. And... They did it with a kind of no-name receiving yeah. core outside yeah. of Kelsey. I mean, yeah. Rashid Rice And we've only talked offensive. I mean, yes. I mean the the defense, Kansas City's defense was 
true heroes. Uh, uh, true heroes, yeah. Yeah. Underrated, unheralded. They're the reason that they won to some degree. Go on. Yeah, Trent McDuffie, shout out uh, Washington mm. Huskies. Mm. Legarius Sneed is this guy that they're going to have to figure out if they want to pay. Chris Jones is probably the hottest. Chris Jones. <laughs> probably the hottest. Um, He's a hot ticket. Prospect for uh, free agency. Yeah. So this is what my question for you. Do they run it back, try to get those two uh you know, key pieces. Chris Jones played so well. In oh that yeah. Game. He it's played people so well in that yeah. game. Do we get him back? We get the Jerry Sneed back. Do we get the defense back and say, you know what? There's some receiving talent in the draft. We're going to take yeah, our chances. Yeah, or do you yeah, go yeah. out? No, no, okay. that's what you do. That's you don't what go you do. out and get a Mike Evans. You don't go out and get a no. T Higgins or no, a Michael Pittman jr. No, no. Put the money in the defense. You got Kelsey. You've got, MDS, he got some decent receivers. You're right. You can draft some some offensive talent. Just draft on the O line. Just yeah. Give Patty M time and space to operate, and he'll pick you apart. That arm, that shoulder. I heard someone on the radio with a great analogy this week. They were saying these elite quarterbacks like Mahomes and Brady. Because remember, there were years that um, excuse me, Brady later late on. He didn't have like the most talented receivers. I'm not talking about the Randy no. Moss years. I'm talking no. about like the the late Edelman years, you yeah. know. Yeah. And um Wes Welkler. Yeah, there you go. And then he if you have a great quarterback, he's going to make a B-level receiver in A. He's totally. Totally. Especially if he has time. Yeah. No. I think they're they're going. I think they're going. Um let's just round up the Super Bowl talk. What did you eat, drink, enjoy whilst Super bowling. Great questions. Tachos. We went tachos. Oh, yeah, tachos. You did do the tachos. Yeah. It worked really well. So, tots. Yeah. (laughs) Tots, layer of cheese, Mm. salsa kind of on the side. Mm. Queso also. Word. Little, like, I think we had, like, we did like a little broil Mm. kind of like uh, to order, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep them hot. Keep them hot. And then, you know, the uh, accoutrement. So, like, maybe, like, a green onion, yeah. uh, cilantro, nice. or cilantro if you're Canadian. Nice. And um, all kinds of different things going on there on the side. Love it. And I was rolling to different things. I had a little tequila. Mm-hmm. I had... Like tequila soda? Tequila on the rocks? Just rocks. Oof, hardo. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Sounds like a nice time. I had a really delicious beer. I'm having trouble pronouncing pronouncing it, pronunciating it, pronouncing it. Um, La Cerveza Asteleros. I don't know, but it's a North uh, Vancouver beer. I've really been enjoying um, this one. I'm drinking right now as we speak. La Mexicanita. It's a red pilsner, and they also have a salted a lime, salted lime. And I was hitting deadly. that, and it's that was deadly. great. Yeah, that's a that's a summer winner right there. Oh yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. What about you? Uh, 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 you know what? Actually, we watched the first the the dud of the first half with my in laws, with the kids to my in laws' place for the first half, and we watched Usher over there, and then we came back. What didn't we? We, you know what? We had. Don't judge me on this. We had some of the um, the store bought canned queso and chips. That's fine. And uh, I mixed in a little bit extra salsa. My mother in law had some other cheeses, and I kind of made something out of nothing, and we did that. MacGyver. I MacGyvered it up a little bit just to just to elevate it, elevate, and uh, yeah, that's it. I don't think we had nothing noteworthy after that, that's except for Usher with his shirt off. <laughs> How about that at forty-five? Hey, he looks good, man. He He's taking good. care of himself. I think he has a personal trainer. Yeah. These are my confession. <laughs> 
Yeah, shouts to Usher. I knew Usher was going to deliver. I knew it. He did. Like a postman on a Wednesday. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) You want to move on and talk a little bit of NBA? Yeah, let's talk some NBA. We're coming off NBA All-Star Weekend. Yeah, 397, JK. Do you know what that is significant about? The total accrued points? Yeah. Pointages? Yeah. Did you watch any of the All-Star game? No. Yeah. Did you watch any of the NBA Saturday night? I I followed along on social media the dunk contest and the three point contest. Depending on the dive bar you were at, if yes. they had a screen or not. Yeah, Under, I didn't have direct access, but yeah, I was yeah. checking the phone. Now you know if you listen to the gloss, and again, thank you for listening. You know I absolutely detest. I don't like to use the H word, but I'll say it. I hate all star games hate in any me. sport, and quite frankly, this one was absolutely critically panned this may have yes. been the worst ever like this might i've read a couple articles in the last couple of days like um a commissioner's name is silver adam silver adam Siv- silver and his ears Shh. he can hear us <laughs> he, this might it's not like this is going to be the last one but but like they're they're totally open to doing anything different like they're trying to make something out of nothing here and it was they're get they are getting just absolutely ripped by the as they should the talking heads on on all your major networks including here on the gloss because it was bad man luca walking up like just before half court and just kind of heaving one up just for s and g's yeah like it's 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 bad news bears. As always, NBA Saturday night is the best part. Dunk contest, the bits and pieces I was kind of following along like you didn't deliver at all. Yeah. Uh, we had the the non-left-handed Jalen Brown go bears as like the big <laughs> sh- like the headliner in the dunk contest. Yeah. Uh, he, people feeling like he got a bit kind of pushed through because he was the headliner. Man, rewind a year ago. And here he is, another Virginian like you, JC, Mac McClung. That's right. Cage City, Gage City? Uh, Gate City. Gate City is what I meant. Thank it's you. It's all good. And um, they pull him up out of the, the G, League. G League, the yeah. Delaware Blue Hens. <laughs> I think he's with the Orlando's yeah, with affiliate Orlando. now. Yeah. The Pensacola Pilots. That's all right. <laughs> That's not right. I just made that. It's an old hockey team. The Orlando O faces. That's yeah, right. I don't know. The Orlando Solar Bears. Anyway, so he comes up, he wins the dunk contest. Um, yeah, a bit of a down, bit of a downturn. Again, all star games are for kids. You know, yeah. like when I was twelve, just like thir- tricks. Thirteen, I wouldn't have missed this for the world. Like I thought yeah. it was the absolute cat's meow. I think the quality was probably better than as well. I think so too. I will say like the it one. It just looks like they just they give so z- like they don't even want to be there. Anthony yeah. Edwards going full left-handed. Oh yeah, shooting threes and yeah, stuff. I yeah. mean, like, just yeah. spare me. I know it's like I get like I've heard before like oh we don't want to get injured but like this isn't this is beneath that this is like yeah. we don't want to be here yeah. like what time is my flight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'd rather be vacationing in. Cancun on three. Yeah, Cancun yeah. on three. Where's the banana boat? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So the one highlight, I guess, was uh, Steph Curry versus a Sabrina Ionescu. Yes. Sabrina's got her own shoe now, by the way. I saw a cool thing that like a lot of the NBA players are now nice looking her kick. shoe. It's a cool nice shoe. Nice looking kick. Diverse color uh, ways, too, you can get. Yeah, slap down your visa. Order us a couple. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, shout out to Oregon Ducks. Uh, Anesku has been great. Um, she's a shooter. And, you know, I saw a lot of, like, misogynistic hate prior to that. She shot from the, the three-point line, yeah. the proper three-point line. Yeah. And she tested uh, Steph. I think she was only lost by, like, three. I think it was, like, I don't know, 29, 26 or somewhere in there. But this galvanized things. This was really cool. And I want to ask you, do we need more of these type one-on-one type matchups to kind of, like, give a jolt in the arm for the All-Star weekend? Yeah, I think so. That was the highlight is Steph and Ionescu shooting. And, and yeah, we need to figure out a way. It doesn't always have to be gender-based, but we need more of these, right? Like, we need more. Clearly, we need changes all over the board. And I think, yeah, maybe we need Steph Curry next year. We need Steph Curry versus the aforementioned Anthony Edwards in, in something. Like, sure. we, need, we need to drum up some new ideas here. One of those new ideas I want to pose to you is, and maybe actually it's a kind of reconstituting an old one. Should we bring horse back? Yeah, let's bring back horse. It gets a little bit long, so I don't know. Maybe it has to be like pig. hat or cat or pig. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we need something there, right? The problem is when these things don't work out as planned, man, it looks bad, right? When it the, does. When, when people are missing dunks, for example, in the dunk contest, and like, okay, we're, he's going to take another run at it. He's back to half court, and he jumps from the free throw line and clanks the rim again. Okay, he's going to do it again, right? You know what he's going to do, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, man. No, I'm with you. I The the horse thing could be cool because I was thinking, like you were talking about Luca. like, excuse me, we saw pregame, he's like shooting from half court. He's calling a bounce before he goes in, and he's hitting it. Steph Curry is absolutely legendary. People were getting yeah. it to games yeah, an unreal. hour before for the yeah. warm up to see him shoot from like the the tunnel. So I think you get him in maybe shoot if you, from your Bart station. <laughs> there you go. It was closed. Rockridge Bart. Yeah. Uh, off the off the uh the the guy sleeping. Yeah, no I don't know real like we have um these guys dude perfect out of Dallas that are doing like really cool stuff for years and years and years on like uh, YouTube. Maybe you bring some of those guys in because really, like you said, it's for the youth. Those kids and I know my kids are like this too. They, they there's YouTube stars we, we don't even really know about. You could maybe bring a few of those in, bring some eyeballs, kind of cross pollinate there. But I think it could be a really cool change of pace to bring in like pig, like you said, or hat or or whatever it is, and. We gotta do something different. We gotta do something different. We had that commercial I was talking to you about. I think it was McDonald's uh, years ago. It was like I believe it was like Bird and MJ. Yeah, off the window, off the, the scoreboards. Yeah, yeah. And that was cool. So like maybe maybe that's something we can do to reinvigorate this game. But we need to do it. So I want to move on, talk a little bit more NBA before we get out of this uh, this section. But one of the hot topics has been Doc Rivers hot. comes in hot. Takes over the Milwaukee Bucks, Major Griffin. Milwaukee's the second seed when he takes over, and you're kind of like, ugh, there's this is something's rotten in the state of Denmark here. Like, what's happening? Mm. Doc Rivers off the off the street, as they say, comes in. He's been three and seven. I don't know how they did. Oh, we were tonight. supposed to work on our Doc Rivers impressions. Is raspy throat? <laughs> Do you have one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me see if I can get one going for you. Giannis, yeah. No, I don't have it. Get it, Giannis. That's not bad. Switch, switch, switch. What are you guys doing out there? Yeah, pretty much. So Doc Rivers is not beloved, and he's been three of seven tonight. They played Minnesota. I don't know what the result is. We'll 
we'll find out. We'll find it. But um, all that being said, he got a little bit of heat in the media this week. Uh, Virginia boy, J.J. Redick, was saying, you know, he played for Doc, Doc in L.A. In L.A. for the Clippers for years. And he was saying Doc's always got excuses. Because Doc was saying, you know, I came in midway and I'm trying to get my, my feet here. But mm-hmm. this is an elite team. This is... When he inherited it, it was, you know, top four, top five, mm-hmm. whatever, top six in the league. Bucks won tonight. All right. They so they won. The, they beat the T-Wolves. Congratulations. You're four and seven. Yeah. So J.J. Redick, um, who I love because he's quite opinionated and I think he knows his shit. Mm-hmm. And he comes he's in. He's got a podcast. Yeah. Uh, uh, Old Man the Three, which is yeah. a great name. Uh, shout out to, uh, I forget the author now. My American literature training. Mm. Anyway, few more listeners than us. Not many though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he, you know, working for ESPN, comes on, and says this. Anyway, there's been backlash because of these comments, and I just want to jump on this and talk about this and throw this out for for you. What do you think about this kind of like hot take? This is not a hot take, but I think we've almost trained the audience to look for hot takes and to be polarizing and just kind of be really binary it's like he said this he's an idiot or he said this he's a he's the goat and also i will add a little bit more context i watched a lot of espn this weekend when i was stuck in a hotel in seattle Mm. on my way back and the news cycle you're lucky (laughs) the news cycle is 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 wild to me because it's just hot take after hot take after hot take and like I said, it's super polarizing. What do you think about what Reddick said, and what do you think about the backlash? Well, I think if anyone knows Doc Rivers, it's JJ who played for him. So I would tend to agree with him. JJ seems, strikes me as a pretty smart guy. Yes. I think Doc Rivers is a good coach. I think he's, I mean, he won that championship with the Celtics and seems to be kind of still riding on that, but I'm sure he's, I mean, he's a great player, great coach. But, yeah, I mean, I'm probably lean towards what JJ's saying. Doc Rivers jumping in here, blaming other people. Outside, way on the outside looking in. That that makes sense to me, right? He is kind yeah. of seems to be not taking a ton of the blame, but it's early. As for the hot takes, yeah, yeah. It's funny, right? Because even on here on the sports class, like, we're – we want to, you know, have a take, don't suck. But, <laughs> you know, also, too, like, you can't just be throwing SHIT against the wall just for effect. And no. And those big talking heads on ESPN that you watch at the hotel on, on at SeaTac, I mean, Stephen A and some of the others, like, you got to go a long way to find some good stuff there. Some of it's okay, but... You're wading through a lot of you're wading through a lot of minutia to find some reputable info or something kind of a cool little nugget or something. Yeah, I'm gonna do my quick Shannon Sharp impersonation mm-hmm. from the old days before you move up to ESPN. Skip, skip. You can't talk about him like that, Skip. You can't talk about him like that. He's a legend. Club Shay Shay getting a lot of run these days. What do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, I agree with you. I think that JJ the- from Roanoke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's from that area. Southwest VA stand-up. Uh, you know, we won't give him the plot. It's for Duke. but We will you know. not. He's like... We will a, not. He's such a Duke... Yeah, Dukey. He's, he's like, such he's a such like... And he acknowledges he's Grayson that. Allen's dad. <laughs> His biological father. <laughs> you are the father. 
Yeah. <laughs> totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. Except for Grayson's got more dark side to him. Yeah, and Grayson's hair is grayer already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I, yeah, I like JJ a lot, and I like what he said. I don't always agree with him, I will admit, but I think no, he's right. No, I, don't I think agree that, with him like, um, Doc is Just because he, he went to Duke doesn't mean he's smart. <laughs> no, that is not true. <laughs> I can name a few Dukies that were uh, not scholarly. So, yeah, I think um, I think what he says is true, and I think he knows the temperature out there, and I love that he's calling it out. And yeah, he just, yeah, I he's mean, a little bit hostile, and they need that. Yeah, they need some of that. Kendrick Perkins isn't great, so we need someone to actually counterbalance that and be good. So, yeah. Let's take a break. Welcome back. Going to talk a little bit of NHL. It's hockey season. Things are heating up, and a guy who's been heating up is Austin Matthews. Last time we checked, 50 goals in 54 games. He had 10 goals in five games. JK, what do you yow, think about that? Yow. The opposite of me at men's league. That's <laughs> that's pretty good. Also, briefly, JC, the ESPN's highest rated game ever was Islanders versus Rangers. I think from Yankee Stadium, an outdoor game, right? And it, it the the viewership on that was one point six million in that game on ESPN. How many people watch the Super Bowl? Uh, billions yeah like 133 million or 233 whatever the number was so it just goes to show you where hockey is in the american viewing landscape interesting just food for thought austin matthews man the the arizonian is on fire for the leafs in the mecca of hockey guys got we're recording on a friday night and you know our lives are busy but he's i'm certainly scored in the last 12 hours since we last last checked i think he's scoring right now yeah he certainly is um <laughs> he's got he's got 50 goals in 54 games i think like it's wild you had this great stat what was this what was it jc's got 10 goals in five games, and the only person or, like, I saw a stat that Gretzky had 10 goals in 10 games twice, but he did it in five. He had a couple back-to-back hat-tricks and then filled in the rest. He always looks so cool, too, by the way. Like, I mean, like, what I mean by cool is calm. I don't like that mustache. But, like, he he always looks so chill. Like, nothing phases him. And he's in the pressure cooker of Toronto. Is he ever? Wearing that C, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that pressure mm-hmm. doesn't phase him. And remember, too, Morgan Riley cross checks oh, yeah. uh, the Ottawa Senators player in the head after the slap shot empty netter. And he's suspended for five games. He plays a lot of minutes on the back end for the Leafs. So you think the Leafs are going to scuffle a little bit in those five games? No, no. Austin Matthews, Poppy doesn't care. <laughs> Him and that aforementioned mustache, just hop on the stash. I'll ride me because <laughs> I've, I got, I've got it. I've got the flavor. I got the energy, and I'll just continue to keep scoring at will. And I love it. I was watching some of the highlights from the Monday game when he had had the back-to-back Hatties prior, and like I forgot who they're playing, but they were like, okay, obviously the goal is to shut him down, and he's still finding space in the slot. Scores a goal. Three hit three shots um, in the the final period there, and kind of came up clutch. And you love when people can turn it on when they mm. need to. That's the He's true unreal. mark of a star when yeah. you know it's yeah. time and yeah. you got to take over and you do it and execute well. Hmm. 
he is un he is unreal. You know, uh, real easy for us, the rest of Canada, to kind of hate on the Leafs. Hard to hate on Austin Matthews the way that he does it because he is. Ooh, I mean, he's unreal. He's unreal. Those hands are unreal. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. You know, I know you've been having fun watching your Canucks, but they've been having a hard time lately. Lost four in a row. Canucks are hey, kind of um, spinning their tires lately. But again, the overall, these Canucks are playing outstanding. It, scuffling now, admittedly, lost to the the local rival, the Kraken of Seattle last night. Canucks, I'm. It, I was in Vancouver recently, and I sort of thought to myself, I'm coming back when the Canucks are in the playoffs because it's nice. there's something cool about the spring air, a little bit warmer. When you've got that playoff energy, NBA or NHL, and NBA or NHL, and and yeah, the Canucks are looking good, JC. I think you got to get on the wagon, pal. I can tell you don't want to jinx it, but yeah, I think it is. It's just happening. I'm slow playing it. I am slow playing it. You're right. I don't want <laughs> to over, overdo it. But um, it's building, and like I said to you before, I'm watching more and more of the Canucks. Their third line's unreal. Unreal, yeah, with uh, Connor Garland sort of as the linchpin, even at like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, so yeah. Nice. And uh, Demko, it's all in goalie play, and yeah, man, the knocks, the knocks are rolling. Are you going to try to run Demko at some point? Easy, I am. If, that, if that's what <laughs> <laughs> that's what needed to happen <laughs> i would do what you gotta do for the I'd team jump on, i'd jump on the ice and run into the goalie of the opposite team in a playoff <laughs> street there's a streaker on the ice i love it last piece we want to move on to here with the yami jagger that's right 52 year old still, still playing in for the czech league teams that he's the owner of yeah <laughs> yeah but you know what he's still i mean Maybe the Wildman can reach out and try to recruit him next year for yeah. Beer League, but he's still doing it on somewhat of a pro level and doing it well. Second uh, all-time in points in the NHL, and uh, Pittsburgh decided to hang up that uh, 68 and have a retirement uh, ceremony for him. Did you see the comment he made about his, his current partner? <laughs> I did, but you should tell the people. Well, it, he sort of said, you know, he's sort of thanking his family, and then he thanked his, his girlfriend, I think he put it. But sort of said, well, you never watch me play here because, you know, you weren't born yet when, <laughs> <laughs> when I played here. I got a brief story about this. So I lived in Prague, Czech Republic, or Czechia, as it is now, um, in 2004 for a bit. And I remember there was this rag called Blesk, and it means lightning in Czech. And it was like, a, you know, inquire, like kind of something you pick up at the supermarket. Yeah. Very uh, rudimentary reading level. So for me, my check is not very great. It's perfect. So it's perfect. So I pick it up, and what I would do is I would kind of parse through the initial stuff, but I could go to the sports section, usually the the back end of it. Yeah. And because I've had context, I would kind of like you know yeah, read yeah. and check and kind of improve my check. And there was always a page. I swear to God, like the page six kind of vibe, yeah. where it was like who Yaramir Yager is with. Is with. With is the word we'll use. I love it. And always babes. Yeah. Always. Yeah. No matter how old he is, no matter where he's playing, no matter what's happening in his career. Yeah. No matter, you know, what if he's in Dallas, he's got that big ass up against the glass, just like uh working out a power play, he's still pulling. And (laughs) 
it was amazing just to see he's that... played he's played well on and off the ice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's done well for himself. Yeah. And it was amazing just to see that the Czech uh public was <laughs> really enamored with what was going on with him still like in that kind of stage of his life. I mean, I, that's 20, that's literally 20 years ago. He's still playing and he's still playing like, but he was still, you know, in and out Washington had a tough time, whatever. Da, da, da. Yeah. But good references. People don't remember him with the caps. People don't remember him with Dallas as he just yeah. pointed OJC. Well done. Yeah. But um, all that being said, I love that line that he pulled up. I mean, he's always had that kind of wry sense of humor and it's so good. Almost as good as his game. But it's really cool just to see it, and it was cool seeing him skate out um, for like uh, practice, and then skate out pregame, and then like all the guys wearing like kind yeah, of sit, mullet. Sit wigs. the kid in the mullet wigs. Oh, so good! Neat, neat moment there. Yeah, really great to see that, and um, I mean, just kind of inspiration for us, uh, him and Eggers, just uh, beer league guys that are still kind of trying to do it, true. and seeing him still on that level, still getting it done. Fifty two, still going. Woo. So I'll be so lucky. There's still hope. There's still hope. Let's end on another inspirational force here, and let's just turn that right around. As we were talking about um, one guy and his exploits, let's go to one young woman and her exploits, and let's end. Let's end on a high note. Let's talk about Caitlin Frickin Clark. That's right. These days, the hottest thing in college basketball by a mile. The absolute A one one A starting point talking point in college hoops and that's caitlin clark and her traveling roadshow as she just broke uh kelsey plum's record your friend the plum dog (laughs) just broke her record for most points scored by an ncaa woman and 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 she is absolutely the story in college hoops there's nothing in the men's side that is as interesting as as caitlin clark to me jamal I agree. It's it's. I don't know the names of a lot of these players. We're moving into March Madness, and for the men's side, yeah, I know a couple of names. Obviously, people know like Bronny James and like a few other players here or there. But Caitlin Clark is the marquee name. Absolutely, that's out there. yeah. And she has the green light to shoot. <laughs> she anywhere. breaks that. She breaks that scoring record from a logo three ball. Wow. Just logo three ball has it. You know what I like about her game, which I think is underappreciated. She's she is an uh, just an absolute gunner and and an unreal gunner, a gunner unlike we've never seen. But she's also a playmaker, man. She oh, yeah. can pass the rock. Yeah, she's a facilitator. I love a playmaker, a well-rounded playmaker. Always got a spot on a team. Exactly, and you know what? Like no shade to her teammates but she's not playing with that top caliber this isn't lsu this isn't south carolina you know these aren't like marquee names that are iowa doesn't play much defense no they're not really interested in defense bit of um uh 10 seconds or less phoenix suns mike d'antoni our guy stevie nasty vibes like there's no not a lot of defense we go as she goes and who needs it <laughs> Especially in the college games, right? Like, yeah. shout out to uh, Paul Westfall, uh, Loyola Marymount. Day. Right. It's not a, that level, uh, Bo Kimball type stuff, but like for sure, like if you can get by and you've got one of the best the players to ever do it, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's cool. A lot of just like handoffs and uh, picks for her to shoot. I mean, all her all her games are sold out. Yes, as they've been traveling across the Big Ten this year, Iowa. All their games in every barn are sold out. She is, and Iowa is, the hottest ticket in college sports. Sniper, like, unbelievable. I mean, just, it's awesome. 
So that's really cool. I'm glad that she broke that. And we'll follow more college basketball as uh, things start to heat up there. We're approaching we're a week the, out of March, so yeah. we're getting close. Yeah, we're going to start getting to conference tournaments and things of that nature. So we'll start to familiarize you and ourselves with what's happening there. But one last thing. Well, sorry, but that's yes. also why Caitlin Clark is so top of mind. Not because she is unreal as she is. But because we know her, she's now been around for a little while and she's been top of mind for a little while. Whereas on the men's side, the best players are one and done. They don't stick around for obvious and rightful reasons, but they they just don't. So you don't get to know them, watch them, kind of enjoy them for longer than one season in a lot of cases. and, And it takes away from it a little bit. You know who I know in the men's game, and also I'm biased, but Zach Eady. Zach Eady. Yeah, he's he stuck around. He could have gone last year, but he yeah. stuck around. Player of the year last year. Good move by him. It sounds like. Go on. And then Armando Baycott, your guy. He's from Richmond, Virginia. Yeah, but he's also been at US UNC, University of North Carolina. I think this is his last year of eligibility. Feels like year six or seven. I know. Yeah. He's been around. He's a beast. Yeah, and he's he's done really well. He's setting some records there. But these are the guys. That's how it used to be. We used to, right. excuse me, we used to know these guys yeah. who stuck around for years and, and years and grow some attachment to. Exactly. And now it's more like a situation where it's like we know the coach, we know the jersey, you know, those, we know the style of play, those sorts of things. Um, so it's cool to see someone like a Caitlin Clark who has endured this kind of. Yeah timeliness yeah cool to see caitlin clark in these state farm commercials yeah and these nike commercials and yeah. these gatorade commercials and these i'm trying to think of somewhere else i've seen her so there's some local stuff we don't the, even know yeah about. those three being the biggest and most top of mind that's that's neat man i i, I kind of really love that i i do do i do do as well and i know it's one of those things too like only bigger and better things we're gonna see her maybe versus like Steph Curry instead of like Sabrina mm-hmm. Ionescu in a few years mm-hmm. or whoever the next big shooter is. That's the shooting matchup next year. It's Ionescu and Caitlin Clark versus oh. Steph Curry and... I would love to see it. You know? I would love to see it. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. One other note before we jump out here. I'm just going to throw these at you. 11, 20, 11, 10, and 10. Those are not weird lottery numbers. That's a stat line. 11, 20, 11, 10, 10. That's a stat line from a woman named Kiana Christmas. Great handle. It's a great, great handle. Quintuple double. It's po- I knew it was possible, but I've Quintuple never... Quintuple double. Yeah, unlike Ben Simmons and his uh, single singles. Yeah, or his, his triple, triple singles. Triple single, yeah. Yeah, as, as Charles Barkley dubbed him. But Kiana Christmas went out... And if I were, if memory serves, eleven points, twelve boards, eh, eleven assists, maybe ten is ten steals, ten blocks in a game. Twenty boards, twenty rebounds. Yeah, it's twenty boards in a game. Not a bad night at the off. <laughs> Legendary. She's, a, she's like a div two, div three player. I think. Yeah, she's, Man, that's unreal. Quintuple double. I've never heard it before. She should just have her like own documentary now because she did this. This is amazing. Just to see that stat line. It's kind of one of those things you kind of like wipe your eyes like, is this real? Mm-hmm. But um, let's be clear, women's hoops is on the rise. Yeah, you want to invest now? I've seen you put up these kind of stat lines on a Tuesday night run, but <laughs> oh no, 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 no! At this level, 
It's pretty special. <laughs> That's episode 46, ladies and gentlemen, the Herm Edwards episode, the Alfred Morris. Like Alfred Morris. Episode, if you're you're so inclined. A truculent back. Yeah. Oh, truculent. Great word. Yeah. Paid for Dallas and for Washington, which is very interesting. You don't see that often. And um, yeah, we're happy to be back in the mix. Thanks for for being a part of this as as always. And uh, if you haven't done so, please follow us on Instagram at the Sports Glass. We got some things cooking. We'll get some some guests coming up here. Yeah, you had the uh, you had the dead rock stars last week. We didn't even really get into that. We didn't even talk yeah. about it. We we were so you know focused on just kind of catching yeah. up, but like that was a fun fun thing to do. And hopefully we'll do more of those sorts of things in the future. We've got some buddies we'd like to get in the room as well and have some conversations with. And you know what, Justin? You talked about it. it's almost March. It's almost March. A week, we're a week away. Oh, we're going to learn. There's going to be some new names that enter the lexicon. Some legends will be mm-hmm. made. Mm-hmm. You know, So we're, we're excited about college basketball ramping up as football is uh, taking, taking a bit of a back seat here. So great time to be alive. Great time to be alive. Stick with us at the gloss as always. What do we say to the people? Survive and advance. Peace. Peace.